In these bleak days, humanity is at a breaking point. Economies are tanking. The woke mob is canceling everything. And the little guy, who's just trying to run a small business, is getting screwed from both ends. But not all is lost. Amidst the chaos, two men offer up their voices in the darkness, dropping 2,000-pound laser-guided truth bombs on today's lunacy. Introducing the Sirens of Sanity, David Pridham and L. Bradley Sheaf. there you have it a classic 80s anthem that has transcended that period of time and is now being used as an anthem for the israeli defense forces when asked about that d snyder frontman for the band twisted sister and writer of said song said hey he loves it he never he never disallows anyone from using it for whatever they want to use it for. He says that censorship, but he's 100% behind. The Israelis using it and was quoted as saying, hey, you don't get to pick what happens. You don't get to pick the level of retaliation when you start murdering kids and beheading people and all that is true. He was quoted as saying payback is an MFR. He is correct about that. And so there you have it, but I'm sure we've used, we're not going to take it before on the show, but it was certainly apropos for this week. Mm-hmm. We're not going to take, you know, it was interesting about that time period in the eighties. And you remember this because you were, that was your, I mean, both of us really. I've been to days. Twisted Sister concerts, buddy, front and center. If you could go back mm-hmm. to the eighties mm-hmm. and let's say first, and, and of course we know this is absurd because if your modern day self met in 1980s, Brad, let's say 1987, mm-hmm. Brad, there mm-hmm. would be a cataclysmic event, the likes of which this world hasn't seen since Spock died. Um, so but but if you could, let's assume for a second that it wouldn't result in the end of all humanity. Um, but but you could bring right your lovely mm-hmm. bride, Krista, modern day Krista mm-hmm. um, and your girls, right, your four girls. And oh, maybe okay. there maybe Luke would come. I mean, who knows who else, some significant others get yeah. back in there, mm-hmm. go back in time. But the mm-hmm. only caveat is, but you mm-hmm. couldn't get back to the future, meaning that meaning that you would have to go back in 1987 and stay, stay. in 1987 and then progressively get older. But you'd be mm-hmm. older. Mm-hmm. Would you do it? Um, well, it wouldn't be the end of the world as far as I was concerned. If that were to somehow happen, I was able to bring my whole family and their significant others back with me. And, you know, we sort of relive the late 80s and 90s and 2000s. That that would not be the end of the world. Those were um, fine times for the Xi family. I mean, ups and downs, as all families have. Um, but nothing, you know, terrible or devastating happened during them. And so if I had to do it, I certainly could do it. I would not choose to do it because I've already been there, you know, lived through it, experienced it, enjoyed it, faced the challenges of it. And I am looking forward to, you know, new challenges, although, you know, the upside, I guess, would be that I would very likely be dead before I got to now. 
mm-hmm. you know, if I continue to age and now ain't great. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I guess that would be an advantage, but if given the choice, I would choose not to go that route. Interesting. So I, but I could picture you, right? Like obviously you would have to immediately take the younger Brad under your proverbial wings, mm-hmm. wing under your wing, wing. and uh, yeah. wings. It would be non-consensual. Um, and then the only question is would younger Brad beat you up? Um, in 1987, buddy, I was a, you know, second half dually first half three degree at the Academy and had not yet, you know, become the, uh, you know, sort of uh, contained package of violence that the military eventually turned me into. And Round so mound I, of I rebound. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I would have. Um, I don't think I would have beat myself up at that point. But the question, but wait, then wait a minute. Now, wait, it begs the mm-hmm. question. Would mm-hmm. you know it's you? Is there a way that h- how would you like? Mm-hmm. OK, obviously, 1987, Brad would look mm-hmm. at 2023 Brad and be like, well, wait a minute, man, hold the phone. There's no way. There's simply no way. But then you'd have to prove it to yourself. And how would you do that? Well, you know, you do it the classic way. You ask yourself something only you would know. What would it be? Well, you can't tell me, right? Because Well, yeah, that's right. I mean, if I told you, then everybody would know. And if anybody went back in time posing as me to 1987 Brad, then, the, you know, the whole thing comes off the rail. So I can't do that but everybody has a you know probably a wide selection quite frankly of things they think and go man no one would know this but me let me ask myself this thing Mm -hmm. so i think that's the way you do it but i could picture you like eventually getting um along with with younger brad and then the two of you going to uh place a bet in vegas because of course back then the possibility of off-track betting is zero so you go to vegas and yeah. you start trying to place the bet on the earthquake coming in game two of that 87 World Series or whatever game it was mm-hmm. between the uh, the uh, A's and the uh, Giants. Mm-hmm. And at that point, the gig is up, right? I mean, this is probably going to be escalated to George H.W. Bush at that point. It's a spook. Yeah, you're right. No, you got to be. Again, you got to play your cards correctly. And in order to do that, you have to play them wisely. And so you can't go make a bet that, you know, clearly indicates that you had some foresight into the future. You just got to go, you know, bet the games themselves. That's easy enough. Yeah. And then you guys would end up with young Olson and be toddling around the Bay area. And I can't have anything. Young Olson would get himself beat up. Yeah. By either Brad. Quite and then Roger Craig's going to fumble the ball. And then the giants are going to kick the field goal. And then they're going to beat the bills. And this it's, un- no one would believe it. No one would believe it. Not a million yeah. years. Not in a million years. But anyway, so much for a trip down memory lane. We're not going to take a great song. I do want to point out that D. Snyder, I, 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 and I think this is right. I saw this somewhere. The Trump family was singing this in 2016. Mm. They were running it in his pep rallies, and I thought he told them they couldn't use it anymore. Uh, but I don't know. Who knows? Um, uh, yeah. So, uh, folks, David Prudham and Brad Sheaf, we are back. We mean business. We pee frequently, and we are here on the podcast. Brad is um, ensconced in his um, uh, compound, uh, perched high atop the uh, uh, the uh, we'll, we'll call them the Alps, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. uh, where no one can see him and he can see everybody. Uh, our producer Jared is currently helicoptering, uh, do, doing his best impression of a helicopter dad, helicoptering his kids into school in. Uh, 
in the Dallas, Texas area. And I am looking out, my friend, at uh, the remnants of a just a construction site, just a mm-hmm. big construction site. Uh, vast. Vast, big, um, getting ready for the big Super Mario birthday party for the Poo Poo Man on Saturday. Uh, which ah, be- Super Mario. Why Why Super Mario? Is the Poo Poo Man a uh, big fan or how did that come to pass? Poo Poo Man is a big fan of uh, what he calls Mario. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he's uh, so so we were putting together little gift bags for his uh, his his friends last night. And the Poo Poo Man is traditional, you know, one for them, one for me. So he ate about four things of Pez and then he was up all night. And what's great about my current condition is if you're up all night, if one of you is up all night, all you know, of if you you're up all night, night yeah. I'm up all night. If I'm right. up all night, well, if I'm up all night, I just have to go in the gym. Right. Um, uh, which I did at four o'clock this morning. I was told that I was making too much noise in the bed trying to read. So I uh, was told to go. To the gym. The- <laughs> I have noticed that you are a terribly loud reader. Yeah. And there's just something about the way your eyeballs shift from uh, left to right and back that is, you know, just raises a hell of a ruckus. So I can see that. Well, I've got the thing on like the 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 least bright setting you could possibly have mm-hmm. have you done that so you, so you read off your your ipad and i do it all the time bright setting yeah. and it, mm-hmm. it is it is very difficult for me to read mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. in a pitch black room but i try it anyway and it helps me sometimes to go back to sleep often it doesn't mm-hmm. um and i was told i was being too loud so i went over to the gym where i made a coffee a double cappuccino mm-hmm. if you call it that and then uh proceeded to lean up against a uh, a crate in the in the corner and have my cappuccino and uh um you know get ready to start the day like, so like a gentleman buddy yeah yeah because yeah. at that point you realize okay it's 10 minutes of four mm-hmm. you've got your cappuccino you've got a little thing of milk that you have to fill the way the way this works is i have to fill the milk the night before to bring over to the little coffee machine i have over there oh right yeah because if you open the fridge in the current situation well, i'm yeah, in it's, no, it's, no it's, bueno. it's like it's like it's the like sun being, coming up yeah it's like being on the planet krypton right i mean it right. opens up and then the worst thing you can hear is daddy can i come with you and then mm-hmm. workouts over it's mm-hmm. two hours of romper room so you got to go mm-hmm. quick you get that over there uh if you forget the stirrer if you forget a plastic spoon mm-hmm. forget it you use mm-hmm. your you use your fingers you just, yep. just go with it, it it's mm-hmm. uh or your There's toothbrush. No your toothbrush has to be over there in that in that bathroom. There, Toothbrush right? is over there. You could use yeah. that. I've used my yeah. fingers on a number. I'd rather not use the toothbrush, but uh, you know, any port in a storm. And then you uh, you stand there for a while. You uh, move the la- the laundry about through the two tiny laundry machines mm-hmm. we have, and then you mm-hmm. uh, check up on email. You check. You can't go get your laptop because you've already forgot that mm-hmm. on your nightstand, so that's gone. But you have your phone. You do that, and then you. Um, turn the tv on you start watching the horrible news of the day mm-hmm. and uh um and then you uh and then you realize you have no network connection because the network connection is run by a guy who's not here and uh he's already taken down the satellite network so this is on a uh it, you know it's a little bit bumpy so then you go back to your phone and your phone's got two bars because the mm-hmm. booster doesn't work and uh then you do your best to watch uh the news on your on your phone you get your workout in uh, 6 a.m. You got to get in the shower, be ready to rock and roll by 6:20. 6:20, you start waking everyone up. By there, there are three lights that work upstairs. Okay, outside of the mm-hmm. bathrooms, mm-hmm. there's the main guest room light. There's okay. an under counter light in the guest room. I'm looking at it right now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then there's the main gym light. Those those are the three that work. So you can at 6:30 when you bring your significant other's coffee over, you can light the under counter light to oh, start okay. getting people mm-hmm. up. 
Mm-hmm. You can't open the fridge because again, no. crypto, you can do that. Mm-hmm. You get the coffee to the significant other, your significant my beautiful wife, under counter lights on. Then you know the two boys have to get up and you know morning constitutionals. You get that going. You get two bathrooms, mm-hmm. so that works out okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do that. Then you then at seven o'clock you start getting ready for school. Seven twenty, you're out the door to his Providence King's Academy, and uh, you are uh, you're off to the uh, you're off to the races at that point. You're off to the uh, to the races. We've got a we're trying out a new cleaning person here who eventually will help us clean the new house. Who uh, is like on a trial basis, right? trial mm-hmm. basis. And kind so, of a trial before you buy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It was okay. down in the yard, supposedly helping us like uh, clean off some of the lawn furniture that's down there that's been through three years of neglect and and dust. Mm-hmm. And so yesterday, my wife and I go down there and we're like, let's go take a look at the progress. We're excited because there's grass grow- going in now. You know, the backyard, mm-hmm. at least the front yard still looks like World War Three, but the backyard is mm-hmm. grass going in. You got all this great stuff, exciting times, good times, good as a stretch, exciting times. Um, and uh, go down there and, and we, we have like literally you, you've been here. We have like 30 pieces of mismatched um, lawn furniture, right? Mm-hmm. Like they, 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 they're little sets like of Adirondack furniture of that, mm-hmm. you know, the, the mm-hmm. material, the recycled material that's going to last forever, even when we're long gone. Mm hmm. You know, even when 2023 Brad is is gone, right? It's uh, yeah, the furniture will remain. The furniture and the cockroaches are going to be here no matter what. Yeah, it's freaking unfortunate. But uh, in any event, so we uh, you know, go down there and we're looking to see what has been done. Like, I want to know mm. what's been done because you mm. know it's, it's important. There's one piece of metal furniture that was cleaned in a four hour span yesterday. Oh, one piece. Yeah. Four hours. How clean was it? I mean, it was pretty clean. But, I mean, uh, was it just, you know, freaking sparkling? Uh, I mean, it, it was clean. Okay. Well, I mean, it seems you break that chair down, right? I mean, here's how you do that. You break that chair down into quarters, right? Just mentally. You don't obviously tear it down. But mentally, in your mind, you say, okay, this these are the four equal parts of the chair. And then you dedicate an hour to each part. And buddy, you have yourself one clean chair in which to park your, you know, buttocks. Well, this chair, let me just, I don't want to misrepresent things. This chair was mm. pretty dang clean. Okay. Yeah. Pretty dang clean. And PDC, it, we call that. Yeah. But it was a chair. I mean, it's a chair we yeah. got from some, you know, uh, secondhand. It was like an antique, you know, antique, a vintage, big, heavy cast metal chair. We got for the kids' playhouse, right? There are two of them, and there's a table, the chair, the one chair is done. And so we, um, you know, we're looking at this thing. I'm looking at the chair, mm-hmm. looking at my watch. Look at this mm-hmm. woman was down there for like five hours, four or five hours, mm-hmm. chair, mm-hmm. trying to figure out what happened. And so this morning we were like, well, what happened? Mm-hmm. And she explained that she cleaned the chair with a toothbrush. Yeah, of course, you probably the one that you had in your bathroom and could stir your coffee with, but not anymore. Not anymore. Apparently, the toothbrush is the way to go. But that, that's that's how I started my day. Was she today. punishing herself or something? Because, you know, typically that's a punishment. You know, you hand your kid a toothbrush and tell them to clean something or perhaps at a military academy. Um, was she punishing herself? Did she feel like she deserved to have to clean a chair with a toothbrush? I, I, I don't know. Um, mm. I can say. I was told that if I had the, the, the you know, paraphrasing, well, no, I was told, quote, if I had the proper tools, I could have done it much faster. <laughs> since, since it was well, a pleasure. 
plan for today is the table. So again, this is one more thing that you need to add to your list, David. This is your fault. Okay, you sent a woman down to clean a chair without the proper equipment. It's poor leadership. It's poor management. It's unkind. And so put that on your list. Get cleaning lady tools she needs to clean cast iron chair. Mm -hmm. And then I was, of course, I said, well, what tools do you need? And I was told a hose. Hmm. And I've Just never any old of, hose, like a radiator hose, or a, I didn't get no. that far. That was the oh. end of the panty hose, perhaps. I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, at that point, I ended the conversation because I tried mm-hmm. to figure out the, you know, how, how you ever arrive at a toothbrush, and you know, it's almost like a, someone's punk. I assumed it was you punking me for some sort of video you're doing for my roast coming up. Uh, well, that would have been. A, had that been the case, I would have been proud of myself for that. Uh, but unfortunately, it was not. So I, I am going to go out on a limb here and presume that the trial is over and we're going to move forward with someone who doesn't take four hours to clean a chair with a toothbrush. Well, you want to hear something funny. And God bless my wife. Um, love her more than anything in the world. Mm-hmm. But when I explained to her the situation and, you know, the fact that it didn't really I was it wasn't received well, well by me. And I said, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to have another talk with her. She said, well, you don't get her upset because we don't want to lose her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you may want to yeah at that point yeah at that point you gotta you know you, this is when you sit down with your spouse and say i think we're on not on the same page here right we're on opposite sides of this issue yeah yeah so we're gonna have to figure that out today gaga the cat miss beasley comes into town tomorrow with mimi nice so that's my former increase. roommate gaga the cat you roomed with mimi no no not mimi no that's that's beyond my pay grade i can't uh I'm not well-trained enough for that. Of course, folks, welcome uh, to another. It's a long-winded way of saying welcome to another episode of the Pritaman Chief IP Frequently podcast here on iHeartRadio. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review to our podcast. Get it on iHeartRadio, or you can get it wherever you get your podcast, really. Uh, we prefer iHeartRadio because um, why? I'm not exactly sure, uh, but in any event, it's not. Steve here. told us to say. And we just do yeah. it. May, listen, when you're told to say something by uh, Steve, you uh, our PR guru, guru, who we'll probably have on at some point, maybe over the holidays for the big holiday, maybe the Turkey Gobbler Spectacular, which uh, um, is coming up. Uh, it is soon. indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you can learn more about our show from our website, IPFrequently.com. And then you can follow us on social media, wherever you get your social media, wherever it is. Doesn't matter. Craigslist, if that's still a thing, you just type in at IP underscore frequently and one of us will respond. Uh, the same with the Insta phase, the Twitter and the X, mm-hmm. uh, the X. So uh, good, uh, good, exciting stuff happening. Let's see. So where do you want to start? Have you seen the news on this new uh, attack up in Maine? Another lunatic uh, shooting up uh, innocent people in bars and restaurants? Yeah, but I, I saw a statistic where Maine in the entire year 2022 only had 22 homicides, which makes sense because if you've ever been to Maine, you know that it is just endless vast pine forests and not a lot of people but you know it just got me again just kind of darkly bemused because here's what's going to happen right i mean it, it, it is unquestionably a tragedy it is unfortunately happening far too often um, but what's going to happen is no one is going to want to address the clear mental health issues that this person had in fact that the brief report that i read said that 
he had been admitted for a couple of weeks to a mental health facility not long ago and then released, obviously, unfortunately. But no one is going to want to address that, right? It, the what, what everyone is going to say is, well, it's it's the weapon, whatever weapon he used. I don't, I don't have any idea what he used. But it's the weapon's fault, right? It is not the fault of a culture and a society that has failed to you know, address the obvious mental health issues that we have or a culture of a society that has you know, completely abandoned all of the moral and ethical foundations upon which it was built. And, and we're not going to want to address any of that, right? We're just going to say, well, it's, it's entirely the gun's fault. We have to get rid of the guns. And so, buddy, I would ask you this one simple question, right? Who was at what, who or what was at fault for the Hamas attacks on Israel? Because in the videos that I've seen, they were clearly using what we would term assault rifles. Mm -hmm. So who or what was at fault for that? I'm going to guess the U.S. for leaving that stockpile in Afghanistan that they uh, then bought from the Taliban. But uh, I would say the uh, criminals, the war criminals uh, that are part of Hamas. Right. I mean, these completely unstable animals who you know, have no moral or ethical code and have, you know, fomented a raid upon Israel. So I, I don't understand how, you know, you should, you, you got to be consistent here, right? So, I mean, inside the U.S., we should be looking at it and saying, well, it's clearly the gun's fault, right? I mean, had Hamas not had those guns, then they would have had to have sit on their side of the fence and just behave themselves, right? Because it's 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 not it's the tool's fault. It's not the operator's fault. It's not the person who's actually using the tool. We can't we can't place any blame there. Um, we can't address the issues that take tools that have been around forever. I mean, again, when when I was a kid, it was not uncommon in the high school parking lot. You know, some somebody who came from the outer reaches, you know, have a gun in the back window of their pickup truck. You know, typical Americana. And that no one ever went and got it and shot up the school, right? I mean, it's just, it's this idea that it is a tool's fault is simply cowardice on the part of leadership. Now, I'm not, and, and frankly, I don't care if we get rid of all the assault weapons. I, I, I'm not a, a, a huge, everybody should have a gun guy. That's not my point. That's not my position. In fact, if we could somehow go back in history and undo gunpowder, right? If we could undo any chemical composition that you can relatively easily ignite to create a controlled explosion that will launch a projectile, I would do away with that. I would be happy in that world. You just be, you know, if you want to hurt somebody, you'd have to do with a stick or a sharp knife or something like that. You'd have to be toe to toe. Right. And I, and I do believe that that would lessen the amount of violence, right? But it was not, you could use a heavy patent like you could use every bad. You could take you take a phone book and hit somebody like they used to do old school, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I, I. But the point is, it just it drives me nuts that we can properly look at the large application of violence by a bunch of just animalistic douchebags in terms of Hamas and say, well, that's that's the fault of their worldview, not the weapons. But then when you take that same situation and turn it into one or maybe two people then suddenly it's not, well, we should address the underlying issues that result in people picking up any form of weapon and hurting other people. We don't want to talk about that. We just want to take the easy way out and say, well, if we could just rid ourselves of these guns, that would solve the problem. That is not true. 
right? I mean, the, there was violence on the planet long before the invention of gunpowder. And if somehow we could get rid of all the guns, there would continue to be high levels of violence. Perhaps it, you would not be able to, you know, hurt as many people as quickly. But the, the fact that we are unwilling to say, hey, you know, we didn't used to do this, right? Like this didn't used to happen in our country. And now it is what's changed. Access to weapons is not the answer to the question, right? Uh, what we currently term assault weapons have been around a long, long time, far longer than this period that we're living in where, where shootings like this have become common. So it's clearly not access to the weapons. It's clearly the fact that we have walked away from the principles we use to found this country, and no one wants to talk about that, and that makes me nuts. I, I was thinking about that this morning. So what do you do, right? Mm -hmm. What do you do? And um, I wonder, what do you think about this? Mm -hmm. You ban the guns. Mm -hmm. ban the guns. I ban hatred. I ban. But practically, what if you say – Right. Anyone mm -hmm. who has a gun like this or anyone who has mm -hmm. a gun, I don't care what mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's one of those, you know, the gun that uh, Raymond Burr used to kill uh, Alexander Hamilton. Mm -hmm. There's, a, you know, that gun. Um, old I Irons. That was a flintlock pistol. Correct. Old Iron said he mm -hmm. did it in a wheelchair, Brad. He did it in a wheelchair. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. And then he defended himself and got himself off. He did. Yeah. Um, uh, so anyone who has a gun, um, in the and uses it in the commission of any crime, mm -hmm. you know, triple the sentence, whatever, or, or some crazy sentence. I mean, if you think there's a logic behind the commission of these crimes with guns, meaning that people are using logic and reason in determining whether or not to go through with it, that'll snuff it out, right? I mean, that'll that'll quickly show you, I think, that that's you know, the guns aren't really the issue and people don't think rationally if you ban something. It's not like you can completely ban guns 100 percent. I mean, it seems to me that you could offer that and then you would have a lot of people say, well, that's racially discriminatory um, because. Well, sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, any form of punishment is going to be well, racially discriminatory. Listen, that's that, you know, that that's what's going to happen. And mm -hmm. then you start saying, OK, well, then what are we trying to do here? Are we trying to make gun manufacturers uh civilly liable or I mean, criminally liable but civilly liable to pay damages whenever there's a an incident with a gun maybe the answer is yes okay they, they all go bankrupt um the ones that are here and you can get and then you have some government insurance pool that takes that liability on but mm -hmm. i mean how do you practically even ban them i mean let, let's say i agree okay you can ban anything that can fire you know, semi-automatic, whatever. I don't mm -hmm. even, I mean, I've never, I fired a gun twice in my life, so I'm not a mm -hmm. gun guy. But say maybe there, there's some, or I mean, maybe you ban all guns. I don't know. But what does that mean? What, how do you do it? How do you, you can't just go poof, well, they're gone. Yeah, yeah. So you have to say there has to be some some criminality behind the use of a gun in the in the execution of some criminal act, right? Or maybe, the, maybe having the gun is the criminal act in and of itself. But I mean, to me, having it and, you know, making threats or, you know, committing a robbery or uh, entering someone's house or, you know, in, in some domestic violence situation. I, I don't know. You know, pair that together, have some crazy sentencing guidelines or maybe have some federal crimes that come hand in hand with traditionally state and local crimes. I, I But but even when you start playing that all out, I mean, where do you end up? Right. I mean, you end up in a society that's much more penal uh and it and i'm not an advocate of this but it seems like in the last 
10 years, we've been trying to become less so with respect to the commission of some of these crimes. So I'm, I'm kind of having a difficult time figuring out how you would even do it. And if you did it, would it exacerbate a problem that people have identified in the past 10 or 15 years with the criminal justice system that's just going to make it worse in their eyes? Not necessarily. Oh, I, but I mean, I, I, I agree. I mean, people want to live in la la land, right? They want to live in a place where no one ever gets arrested for the violation of any law and certainly no one ever gets put in prison, but then crime doesn't exist. Right? I mean, you just you just you, you noodle through those two concepts. Any reasonable, rational person above the age of 11, you noodle through those two concepts and you realize quite quickly, well, that, that's not going to work. I mean, people are not generally speaking good. Okay. I mean, that, that, that is a fallacy upon which much bad philosophy is built. The idea that if you just leave people alone, they will naturally be good, right? That they will naturally not be selfish, that they will be reasonable, rational, that they will share, that they will do all these things we want them to do. And if you've ever raised anyone to the age of three, right? If you've had a child more than two years, you realize that in their natural state, that's not how they want to do it, right? They, they want all the stuff to be theirs. They don't want to be told how to do anything. They don't want to share anything. You have to train your children into those behaviors because they are not natural. And you have, there have to be consequences to your training, right? You have to say, listen, you know, we're going to learn to share. This is a valuable social skill. You will need it as you grow. It will help you along. It will help our society to be better if we all learn these traits. And the kid just says, nah, I want it all to be mine. You say, well, okay. You know, but these are the consequences, right? So you, you cannot live in a world where, you, leave, where you, you advertise, hey, there will be no consequence to any action you take. You want to push somebody into a moving subway. You want to steal somebody's stuff. You know, you want to, you want to punch them. You want to walk up behind them on a city street and just punch them. You can do all that. That's fine. We're not going to do anything about it. And we're certainly not going to put you in prison. Um, and just understand that we would like it if you were nicer. Okay. We would like that. Right. That's so, so dude, as long as you understand that now you're free to go. See, that's not going to work. And, and buddy, ask yourself if you want an example of, of saying, as, as you've proposed, we're just going to crack down on the manufacture, the production, the distribution, the ownership, and the use of firearms. We are just going to crush that, right? Whether we make it civilly or criminally, um, whether you're civilly or criminally liable for the production, distribution, use, et cetera. However, we're going to crack down on that. Well, ask yourself this. How have we done in the war on drugs? Right? We have a number of federal, st state, and local institutions focused entirely on that. There is an entire federal institution, the Drug Enforcement Agency, that does nothing but that, right? That, that cracks down on the production, distribution, possession, and use of banned substances, right? And how are we doing? Not great, right? I mean, we have a, a, an overdose crisis in this country. And there's a lot of reasons behind it. I'm not blaming the DEA. I mean, those guys work hard and they try to do their job. But it, it, you would have to create a, in, in a federal institution for that. We sort of already have an alcohol, tobacco, firearms, but that, that group would have to be radically improved. And, and it wouldn't work, 
but it just wouldn't work. Just like the war on drugs doesn't work because there's no, I mean, we don't have a Southern border. And so guns would just come pouring across that the same way drugs do. People want to own guns. And if people really want something, it's very hard to prevent them from doing it, at least in, in any nation that calls itself even pseudo free. I mean, it's just, it's it, none of that's going to work. And at the end of the day, let's say that, you know, somehow magically you could wave a wand and say, we have achieved total control of firearms. No one, whether that means they're all just, they just disappear off the face of the earth or, you know, no one uses them in a way that is you know, bad in any, in any way, shape or form. Even if you did that, you're not going to prevent violence of, of one person on another person. You're certainly not going to prevent violence of the stronger on the weaker. I mean, you know, it's terrible when these things happen. It's 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 even worse when it happens to children or folks that can't defend themselves. But again, it's 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 not the weapon that it's not like someone says, you know what? I was a reasonable, rational, well-mannered, raised right human being until my eye fell on that gun. And suddenly that mad, the magical evil powers of that gun twisted my whole character and mind to the point where I want to go into a school and shoot it up. I mean, that, that, that's not what happens. That is a, a person who, you know, has, is, is just wrong in so many ways it's hard to describe and chooses to use that weapon in that way. But if that weapon wasn't around, they'd build a bomb, right? Or, or they'd go in with a flamethrower. Or they just go in with a with a samurai sword and just start hacking people up. If you want to to create a culture in which violence is less common, I mean, ironically, you just have to go back like 50 years and figure out what we were doing then. But if if you want to create that culture now, you got to go to the root of the problem. And the root of the problem is that we've walked away from any moral or ethical foundation upon which we establish our society. We've just told people you can do what you want. You want to call yourself a girl? Go ahead. You want to compete in boys sports? Go ahead. Right. I mean, we all realize that's not true. We all realize that's not factual. But if, if you want to do that, no one is no one should be able to stop you. And, you know, you wind up where you wind up. We have trained people that they can just make up their own world and live in it. And that is what causes these problems. Yeah, I um it's a complicated it's it's a complicated uh thing and uh, but it's 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 happening over and over again and um i'm all for i mean I, i'm to the point now where i'm all i'm all for having a dialogue about it but it's the problem is it doesn't seem to lead to any rational place and as with many things in society it's about someone getting a one-upsman position over someone else uh in in an argument or in politics and you know i told you so and i mean i was watching the news about this uh latest tragedy and um it's almost like some people on the are just gleeful to talk about gun control as if that's a salve that would solve this and it just won't do it and and it's the society we live in and it's become morally too easy to end a life i think unfortunately um and uh you know what you know what's interesting my son the poo poo man mm -hmm. was in school he goes to two schools and one of the schools is a is a religious school um and then the other school is very nice school very nice school but they have like uh and he's one of like five five kids in the in the school so it's it's a nice environment great teacher but the other day we get a, the teacher texas and 
as me and my wife said, listen, will you call me, call me? I mean, a real cute story to tell you about your son. And so, mm -hmm. okay, this is good. And so we, we, um, call her and she's like, it's so cute today. Did you know that he looked at me and he asked me if I knew God? Hmm. And I thought this is great because he's a you know great kid and, and he's mm -hmm. learning all the right stuff. Mm -hmm. And he asked, he asked her, and she said, well, yeah, he's, he's in your heart, but it's not mm -hmm. something we talk about here. And it's not a public school, it's, it's, mm -hmm. but it's not, you know, we don't talk about it here. So you can keep that basically, you know, in a very nice way, incredibly nice woman. And I'm not disparaging her in the least, but it's like, you can basically keep that to yourself mm -hmm. not talk about it and this mm -hmm. is a this is a four-year-old right mm -hmm. who's who's saying this and he sees mm -hmm. what's going around and on around him and i mean listen this whole deal over there he's he's the only well so there are there are um some girls three girls in his class very mm -hmm. cute girls are all three or four years old mm -hmm. um and there's another child who's a, looks like a girl mm -hmm. who's dressed like a girl not a girl mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, very, you know, confusing. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's another kid in that family who's a girl that's dressed like. But in any, it's like bosom buddies. You ever see the mm -hmm. show Tom Hanks? I, the comic? I have. But it's like it's what's going on in society, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's what's going on in society. You look at you look at stuff. I, I, that's why I go to my my other. You know, we go to the school, the religious school they go to, and it brings tears to your eyes because you see a few hundred kids getting up there and worshiping every Sunday. And I don't want to turn this into a big religious thing, but they, you know. They believe in something and they right. and they believe in a code, right? right? They believe in right. a code that goes along with it, how you treat other mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. And these kids wouldn't even think about some of this. I mean, it's just unfathomable. Mm -hmm. Now, I went to St. Pius the V and we had a different code, but this is the type of the and these are great kids. And they're from mm -hmm. all walks of life. These are not mm -hmm. this is not a wealth. Believe me, this is not a, a school for wealthy people. And it's not a school mm -hmm. where they charge you and they literally charge you less than their cost. OK, let's mm -hmm. I've, I've talked to them about this. I've told them it's crazy, mm -hmm. but that's what they do. And mm -hmm. but you see all these kids get up and they have this in their heart and they and 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 then in another environment, which is a beautiful, loving environment, they discourage it. And yeah. I think that's what's happening. And I, listen, I, I, there's nothing else that could be in my mind. Again, right. everyone's entitled to their opinion. That doesn't mean it's right. But in my mind, that's at the root of this. I, well, buddy, I couldn't agree with you more. Right. I mean, the fact that we have taken when a, when a child says, hey, do you know God? Right. They're not asking, do you subscribe to a particular doctrine? You know, they're not saying, are you a fundamentalist? Right. They are not saying, do you, would you like to take religion to the extreme with me? Right. They are not saying I'm going to judge you, you know, based on your subscription to this doctrine. They are simply saying, is there someone in your world who cares about you, who loves you, and who has set a standard of behavior such that we treat each other well. That's what the child wants to know is, are, are you that kind of person? Or are you the kind of person that unfortunately, even at the age of four, I understand exists in the world who, you know, from my, from my four-year-old perspective, doesn't have God in their heart, and is just out willy-nilly torturing and killing people. When a four-year-old asks you that question, that's what they're asking you. And when you say, Hey, you know, we don't talk about that here. You have answered their question. In their mind, you are the kind of person who doesn't have God in their heart. You are the kind of person who at any moment could just choose to harm them because that's the question they're asking. And it is interesting that a small child thinks that way 
<clears throat> but by the time we get to be adults, we have somehow convinced ourselves that that doesn't matter, right? I mean, that's the instant go-to for a small child to say, hey, what kind of a person are you? They, they don't have the vocabulary to say, are you a moral, ethical person who is going to treat me well, even if that costs you something, right? Even if you could take advantage of me, but you, you're going to choose not to because you believe in a particular moral or ethical code, or are you the kind of person that I see on TV every day, just willy-nilly killing people? That's what they're asking you. And when your response is, hey, um, you know, that, that we don't talk about that here. Well, you've answered their question, right? And unfortunately, you've answered it in the negative. And don't be surprised if the kid is not a huge fan of yours. Yep. It's, uh, and it's going on all over the place. It's not good. Um, so I guess, I guess that is, uh, you know, that's where we at, are at on that. Um, other stuff going on. We've got a new speaker of the house, right? So finally, it's been three weeks. The house has done nothing. Mm -hmm. um, and now there's a new speaker of the house. There's Mike Johnson. Mm -hmm. uh, Has he Johnson? spoken yet? Has he actually Johnson? done the, the speaking that's necessary to be the speaker? I'm not sure. I haven't. I stopped listening. Listen, the good mm -hmm. news about this whole thing is I, I stopped listening quite a while ago. Right. I'm right. not uh, I don't care. I don't want it's to harder to be a listener of the house than to be the speaker of the house. Frankly. Yeah. The listener of the house is the worst. It's just yeah. the worst. So I, I'm not listening to any of it. I, I will start to I think the new season uh, of uh, the greatest TV show in the history of the world will kick up in a, in a couple of months and then we'll have Trump Biden again. And who knows what's going to happen there. There'll be some controversy. You got the former chief of staff for Trump flipping on him. You see that? And he's not, not. he's not. Mark Meadows is now testifying against him. <laughs> They're in trying what? to prove the, in the, in the election interference case. They're trying to prove that no. Trump knew that, uh, he didn't win and he, I don't know, I don't know, encouraged the guy with the Yeti out. I can't even trap track how many cases there are against Trump at this point. He got fined in one of them yesterday. I guess he got found, found in contempt and the judge fined him 10 grand and then Trump threw up his hands and walked out of the courtroom. So, uh, you know, but there is a, Brad, there is a rumor that the judge is going to completely scrap that and go with the opposite point of view in a uh, in a subsequent ruling that could come out today. It's going to scrap what? The, the entire order. Yeah, the gag order. Just get rid yeah. of it and go with Trump's way. You know, judges are prone <laughs> to do that sometimes. They just uh, yeah. Them. Well, yeah. I mean, certainly we've we've experienced that ourselves. And so yeah. you know, there's you never say never, buddy. Never say never. But once again, you know, we have done it this week. We have talked about key issues worldwide, but particularly in this country, we're not afraid to opine on them. We're not afraid to bring some what at least we hope. There's some items upon which we all can contemplate, both the live studio audience and those listening at home or on the road or ships at sea, wherever happen you ever may be. Uh, we've once again covered the main topics, and we'll do it again in one week's time, right? We're not afraid of it. We will be right back here in one week's time to cover even more difficult issues and give you something to think about with respect to them right here on IP Frequently. This has been IP Frequently. Once again, clearing a forest of lies with the machete of truth. You're welcome.